Thank you, thank you so much. We need to be praying for Rebecca, amen? Can you imagine being locked up with Alan for 14 days? And So anyway, we'll be praying for them. I love your pastor. I kind of chuckled a little bit when I heard him talk about he had some gray hair. He doesn't know gray hair. I know gray hair, amen? But anyway, I love your pastor and Miss Rebecca and their family. They're an awesome, awesome uh, couple and family, and I know you appreciate them so much, and I know that all of us are praying for them that they'll soon be back with you. And so I thank God for what God's doing in Alan's life and through Alan's ministry, but most of all, what God's doing in your life here at Lindsay Lane North. What a joy it is for my lovely wife, Patsy. And by the way, that's not my daughter. That's my wife, all right? So you can hold the comments. But anyway, I appreciate my wife being with me. She doesn't get to travel with me much. I'm preaching some now as retired. I'm working with North American Mission Board, and I work with them about 20 hours a week. So I'm in a different type ministry now than I was at preaching at Lindsay Lane. But I get to travel all over the state and meet with pastors and church planning and things like that. So I always get to talk a brag on Lindsay Lane and Lindsay Lane East and Lindsay Lane North and what God's doing in your life here at Lindsay Lane North. God has done a tremendous, tremendous work at Lindsay Lane and Lindsay Lane East and Lindsay Lane North. And I know that you're proud to be a part of that. My wife and I were, we were on a trip somewhere and we came by here. Lon Ostrisky had told me about a pastor that had had a church in Elkmont. And I've been praying about Elkmont, wanting to launch another church. We launched Lindsay Lane East about six and a half years ago and wanted to get a work up here in the north part of our county. And so anyway, I said, well, who is it? He told me about this guy he taught with at Walmart. And so I went by and uh, came by here and looked at this facility, and no one was here at the time. And, and so we looked through the windows and all of that, and I said, well, it's got a lot of potential. Because we had searched in Elkmont. Alan and I had came and uh, searched in Elkmont. We couldn't find anything, any building for lease and all of that. And so I said, well, it's got great potential. And so we prayed about that. I talked with Pastor Wayne, who was the pastor of this church there. I called him and talked with him. And so he agreed to come up and meet with me. And we looked at it as the church was in a different day, right? Like the 1950s and 60s at the time. But anyway, it had great potential. And so you got to meet at Elkmont High School. God opened the doors there immediately for us to launch the church. Uh, Our praise team was at Lindsay Lane. Boy, they are awesome, aren't they? I'll put this praise team up against any praise team that I've heard. you're blessed to have this great uh, group of gifted people leading you in, in, in worship. And so God launched us there to Elkmont High School, and God began to do a great work. What I love about this church and what I love about you is not only are you a church here, but you're a church in the community. And you're in the community. You're in the in chamber of commerce. You're in the, you're doing things and reaching out to the people here in the community. And so uh, the reputation has already started for Lindsay Lane North. Believe me, I'm hearing a lot of good things. Uh, how you're reaching out and ministering to people and being a community church. And so I thank God for your leader, Pastor Allen. He's caught the vision. And uh, I'm telling you, he's doing an awesome job as your pastor and your leader and the entire staff and all of you together. It takes all of you together to grow the church and to be the kind of church that the Lord Jesus Christ would have you to be. And so Patsy and I were very excited when we got a chance to come by and see this. And I did call Alan in and I talked to him and said, man, we got an opportunity to launch uh, the foundation group there and get them up in Elkmont, those who are willing. And so a lot of them went. And so when I look out all this congregation, this 
this morning at 9 o'clock as well. I know a lot of you. I know a lot of you, and we've built relationships over the years. Some of you are new, and so I appreciate each and every one of you being here in the body of Christ right here at Lindsay Lane North. God's doing a great work here. And again, I love your pastor, and I thank God for him. And so I want to talk about that today. I really do. I want to talk to you today. I changed the message. I had another message prepared, and then I began to pray about what would I say and how can I encourage the church? One of my gifts is exhortation. That means encouragement. And so I love to encourage people, also challenge. I love to challenge the church as well. But I just want to encourage you here at Lindsay Lane North today as you are the family of God. So I want to talk about that today. The church is the family of God. You're part of a family here at at, uh, Lindsay Lane North. And God is greatly using each of you here as part of His family, His church. So I want you to open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12 as we begin today. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And as you're finding your way to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I want to just remind us of the what we're going to talk about today is family. Uh, I like being a part of a family. I have a great family. I was raised in a great family, and there's all types of family. There's big families. There's little families. There's rich families. There's poor families. Uh, there's rural families, city families, and all traditional families, all types of families, and there's even dysfunctional families. And some of you may have come from a dysfunctional family, like this guy was uh, hired to go out and do a census in the hills of East Tennessee. He came to a little ramshack house. He knocked on the door and was greeted by a young girl. And she had his clipboard, and he began to interview the young girl. He said, little girl, he said, is your mama home? And she said, nah, she ran off with a moonshiner. And then he said, well, is your father at home? Is he there? He said, nah, he just sticks his head in once a month and takes a bath. He was kind of frustrated. He said, well, do you have an older sister? She said, yep. He said, well, is she home? He said, no, she's in jail for shooting her boyfriend. And he really didn't know what he was taking back. His last question said, do you have a brother, maybe an older brother? She said, yep. He said, well, then is your older brother home? She said, no, he's at Harvard. And he said, Harvard? He was kind of taken back. He said, he's at Harvard? She said, yep. He said, what's he studying? She said, nothing. They're studying him. (laughs) So maybe you have come from a dysfunctional family or maybe whatever family. But I'm glad you're here today and you're a part of Lindsay Lane North family. And this is the family of God. I'm just excited to see what God's doing at Lindsay Lane, the main campus, and what he's doing there now with Pastor Andy John in a new season there, and Heath Haney over at Lindsay Lane East, and Alan here at Lindsay Lane North. We are a blessed church, and I know that. That's why that song you were singing, you know, he's able, right? We give him all the glory, give him all the praise. And so I want to talk to you about the church family. Now look in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And Paul gives us an analogy of the human body. And what Paul does here in this text, he takes the human body and he breaks it down as every member of the human body, and then he compares it to Christ's body, which is the church. And look in verse 12, 1 Corinthians 12, and look in verse 12. For as the body, the human body, is one and has many members. All of you have bodies have many members. You've got your fingers and toes and so forth. But all the members of the body... Being many are one body, so also 
is Christ, or the body of Christ. He's comparing those. Now look in verse 13. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. The Spirit of God, it comes into our heart, into our life. The moment we receive Christ, we're baptized into the Holy Spirit of God. And then we're baptized by water to identify with Christ and His church through His death, burial, and resurrection. It's a picture of salvation. But when you're saved, you're baptized by Christ, by the Holy Spirit of God, into the body of Christ. Now watch verse 13. There's one body, whether Jew or Greek, whether slave or free, or have all been made to drink of one, into one spirit, spirit of God. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many members. And then he goes on to give a comparison of the eyes, not the ear. The ears, not the eye. If you know, if the eye was the ear, then where would the hearing be and all of that? And so everybody's different, right? Aren't you glad that everybody's different? God made us different. We're all different. Aren't you glad we're not all Allens? <laughs> we're not all Dusties. We're not all Wheels. And we're not all, we're all different. And so God knows that. So God brought all of us together. To Lindsay Lane North, Lindsay Lane Main, Lindsay Lane East, he brought all of us together and put us and placed us into his body as we got saved. We were baptized into Christ, into the body of Christ, and then God gave us gifts. Everybody has gifts. You have a gift, and most people have gifts. So God has gifted you and placed you into the body of Christ to use you to edify the Lord Jesus and to bring Him glory and honor and to preach the gospel and get the gospel outside these walls until everyone, so everyone has an opportunity to hear the gospel. And so that's the plan of God. And look down in verse number 25. He says, "...and gives all these bodies have gifts, that there should be no chism, it says, or division in the body, but that the members should be the, have the same care one for another." We should love each other. Amen? We should get along with each other. shouldn't be division. And if one member suffers, all members suffer. Right? Just like Alan, you're suffering for your pastor. You're praying for him. He's going through, uh, Miss Rebecca, going through this COVID, and so they're quarantined. And so our heart goes out to them. They're part of our body. If my leg hurts, my whole body hurts. If my back goes out, my whole body suffers. And then he says, watch this. And then he says, if one member is honored, then all members are rejoicing with it. If somebody, something happens good to somebody, then everybody gets to rejoice. In other words, you shouldn't be jealous of one another. You shouldn't be jealous of one another's gift. You know, Brother Will has a gift of music and singing and these these other people. And so you shouldn't be jealous of that. Just sing with what voice God's given you. Because God's given you some things they don't have. Right? But he's placed all of us here for a purpose, and that's to raise him up and edify him and serve him in his body. And so he goes on. Look at verse 26. I mean, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members individually. So all of us individually make up the body of Christ. And so what I want to talk to you about is being in the church family. Now you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. You're dealt with a hand, you have to deal with a hand you dealt with, right? And so you grow up in a family. And then you get to make choices and all of that. Uh, But uh, you're part of a family. So you chose to come to Lindsay Lane North. You're part of this great church. 
And so God knows that. And so God wants to use you while you're here. Now, let's look at this just for a moment. One thing about a family, and one thing I want to mention about the church, you know, the church is universal. In other words, there's churches all over the world, right? God's church. So we're part of the universal church, but you're part of the local church. Lindsay Lane North is a local body of believers. And so you're plugged in, you're getting connected right here with Lindsay Lane North in this local church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now what happens when you join a family? When you're raised, when you're born and your mother gives you birth and you become a member of that family, maybe you have siblings. Maybe you have brothers and sisters, right? I grew up with an older brother and an older sister. And so I had a, I had siblings. Now when you join the church, you're in, you're, you become part of the family, the body of Christ. You have brothers and sisters in Christ, right? So Lindsay Lane North is a body of Christ with brothers and sisters. Now, what do brothers and sisters normally do? Fight. <laughs> Fuss and fight, right? My brother and my sister, we had some good ones. But, so there's going to be times in the body of Christ when you, don't dis- when you disagree with someone. You're going to have odds with someone. You may not like what someone said. You may not like what someone wore. Blah, blah, blah. You may not like that song or whatever it is. But we're brothers and sisters. We love each other. So we get along with one another. Even when we have differences, we have Christ to help us work through our differences. Matter of fact, Matthew eighteen fifteen addresses that. If you got aught with brother or sister, go to them one-on-one and work it out. So all of that's encompassed in the body of Christ. And so as you begin to grow, as Lindsay Lang North begins to grow, you'll add more members. And when you get more members, sometimes you get more problems, Right? It's the things like that. So it's how you deal with those, how you work through those. It's how your leadership is leading you here at Lindsay Lane North to deal with issues that you may have and, and great things that you're experiencing. And God's greatly blessed you. And so uh, as a part of the body of Christ, I want to give you these three things very quickly. Number one, a strong foundation, right? You've got to have a strong foundation, Now, that simply means that everything you build from here on out is built on the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the foundation. You must have a strong foundation. Whether you're in a marriage, whether you're in a business, in a career, or whatever you do, it's all based on the foundation. The house that you own or the house that you stay in, it has a foundation. I know when we were building our home, they came out and spent a lot of time on that foundation, getting it right, getting it level, making it secure, because all the rest of the house is built on the foundation. And so that's why you have to have a strong foundation in your life, in your church. Lindsay Lane North is built on a strong foundation. And we're going to talk about that foundation just in a moment as we add to the foundation. But you've got to have the proper foundation. Now, I want to draw your attention to a verse of Scripture and uh, a couple of them, matter of fact, uh, first, uh, Psalms 127 verse 1 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, they who build it, build it in vain. But I want you to notice this passage of Scripture. It's found in 1 Corinthians chapter 3 verse 11. And I'll read it. You, don't, you can turn there if you'd like, but I want to read it. You may want to take notes on your bulletin that you have, but I want to really, uh, really hone in on this verse of Scripture. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 11. Another foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. Do you see that? There's no greater foundation that can be laid 
than that which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, what does that mean? Here's what it means. What is Lindsay Lane North built on? Maybe you're visiting here today, or maybe you're contemplating joining this church. And you, you ask some questions. Well, what are y'all about? You know, you know, a lot of people are attracted to churches by the children's ministry. A lot of people come because of the beauty of the edifice or the buildings and all of that. And what kind of programs do you have at Lindsay Lane North? What are you going to do for my family? And those are good questions. And we should be interested in what the church can help you with in your family. But here's a greater question. I like what John F. Kennedy said. Ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. So ask not what your church can do for you, but what you can do for your church. How can you serve your church? And Jesus said, my church. The gates of hell will not prevail against my church. And so when you become a member of Lindsay Lane North, it becomes your church. You're part of it. It's okay to say my church because you're a part of it. You're in the family. This is your family now. Get connected. Get plugged in. Get to know one another and love each other. And so that foundation, you say, well, what are, what's Lindsay Lane North about? Prayerfully, and I know that it is, it's based on the Word of God. Amen? This is the primary foundation of Lindsay Lane East, East, uh, North, South, West, and the Main. Everything is based on the Lord Jesus Christ. Right? Now, I want you to understand this. All people are welcome to this church. Everyone. Anyone. Amen? Anybody can come into this church. Anybody can come into the main camp. I was there 28 years. I always said Lindsay Lane's a church for all people. And I hope anyone and everyone would want to come to Lindsay Lane. But when you come, you're going to hear, thus saith the Lord. Right? Well, that don't line up with my lifestyle. Then you may need another church. Because I'm telling you, we're going to preach the Bible. This is the foundation that the church was built upon. Not just Lindsay Lane, but any church. The Lord's church is built on the foundation of the Word of God. And the principles of God's Word. So we must teach the Word. Now, a lot of churches are built on a lot of things. Prosperity, gospel, and, you know, all these kind of different type things that we always self-help, feel-goodism, things like that. And sometimes that's done to draw a crowd. And so it was a lot of times pastors, I got caught up into it in, in my younger days, drawing a crowd. Man, look how many people we got. Look at all these people coming in. They were coming by the groves. Lindsey Lane, God just touched Lindsey Lane from the beginning. I got there in 1992. We had 32 people total. And we just began to grow and we had to build buildings and all of that. And God kept bringing the people. It's easy to get caught up in church growth about the crowds. But I heard two pastors talking one time. And one of them told the other, said, man, how'd y'all do yesterday? It was on a Monday. You know, pastors get together on Mondays and talk about, you know, who was there, who wasn't there, blah, blah, blah. And so one of them said, man, we had 600 yesterday. And the other pastor looked at him and said, you had 600 what? 600 what? What are they? Are they just the crowd? Are they disciples in Christ? Are they, are they plugged in? Are they members? Are they just reaching the crowd? You know, you can grow a crowd a lot of ways. I've heard a pastor standing on the building kissing a pig and all that kind of, drawing a crowd. Hey, let's get them in there. And that's good. You've got to get them in there before you can preach them. But you can't grow a church on a crowd. It can't just be about the crowd. The crowds come when Christ is preached. 
And when the gospel is sung and the gospel is prayed, when the gospel is preached, it draws people. And by the way, that's people that stay with you. You know, one church can do something bigger and better than you, they'll run over there. Oh, this church has got this. Oh, we'll run over there. But those who want to hear the word of God and get plugged in, they're going to stick. They're going to be in the family. They're going to stay with the family. Amen? Amen. All right. So we're looking at the church foundation. To, to, to have a great church family, first of all, you've got to have a strong foundation. It's got to be built on nothing less than Jesus Christ. Right? And so uh, that's why Jesus said that my church shall prevail and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You know the church is an unstoppable force. You can't stop the church. They're trying out in Los Angeles right now. They're trying to shut the church down. You can't shut the church down. You may close a few doors, but you can't stop Christ's church. Why? Because it's me. It's you. We are the church. It's not this building. Wherever you go, you go to Walmart, you're the church. You go down to Bryant-Denny Stadium, praise the Lord, you're the church. Or Jordan Hare, amen. You're the church. So you can't stop the church. And so many people are trying to stop the church. That's why Jesus said, hey, the gates of hell won't prevail against my church. And you're part of that. Wherever you go, you're part of his church. And so you're the foundation of the word of God and you being part of Christ as being the saved member in the body of Christ. Let me give you this quote and I'll move to point number two. Listen to this. J.R. Miller, I found this. I really like this. Here's what he said, quote, The foundation may be given in one word. Christ, Christ at the marriage altar, Christ on the bridal journey, Christ when the new home is being built, Christ when the baby is born, Christ when a child dies, Christ in the good times, Christ in the bad times, Christ in the nursery, amen, Christ in the kitchen, Christ in the bedroom, Christ alone, all along the years, Christ in the sad hour when farewells are spoken, when one goes home before the other, Christ is the answer to building a happy home life, and Christ is the answer to building a happy church family. End of quote. I like that. He is the answer. He's the foundation. Number two, not only do you have a strong foundation, but you must have a strong faith. And I, I like what God's doing here at Lindsay Lane North. He's building this church on faith. You know, that's what Lindsay Lane started on. My wife and I, when we went to Lindsay Lane, I had really no training. I was working at Steelcase, and I just surrendered to preach at age 39, and Todd Brown had asked me. He was at the church, didn't have a pastor at the time. And he said, man, would you just come out and fill in? I said, okay. So I went out and filled, filled in, preached a, a sermon or two and on Sunday night. And after three weeks, they came and asked me if I'd be their pastor. I said, What? I mean, I surrendered to preach. I thought I was going to help my pastor doing, you know, you know, just going around sharing my testimony, that kind of stuff. And so I became their pastor in April of 1992. And I didn't have a clue. I had leadership skills because I'd been a supervisor at Steel Case. And I knew how to lead, but I didn't know anything about preaching and all that. But I just began to trust the Lord. And, and God began to move. I had a, a gentleman there by the name of Earl Trent. He began to, he was there as an interim. He began to kind of mentor me and and he, he knew that I had a heart for the Lord. He said, you know what? God's going to do a great thing in this church. He even made the statement one time. This is unbelievable. He made the statement, Lindsey Lane's going to be the next Whitesburg. And this was back when we had 32 people. I said, you're crazy. <laughs> you have, I mean, you're old, but you're crazy. I respect you. I didn't tell him that. I just thought it. 
But I begin, he knew what he's talking about because God began to move in that church. And the reason I believe with all of my heart, now looking back, is because we just trusted the Lord by faith. We didn't have any money. We didn't have any money. We didn't have any people. But we began to believe that God could do things and God began to show us. And I could give you testimony after testimony. I wrote some in my biography book, but I'm telling you, I've seen God's hand move in a miraculous way. And God just began to grow Lindsay Lane right there in Athens. And then I really had a burden for other, you know, getting out, get the gospel out. We began to launch Lindsay Lane East and Lindsay Lane North. And so you're a part of that vision. It's God's vision. And so God grows his church by faith. It's not any slick programs. It's not any these policies that we're using. It's just simply God's growing his church by faith. If you'll believe in God and trust in God, God will use you and wear you out. If you just have the faith to believe what he can do, because it's by faith, right, that we believe in him and by grace you are saved. God, without faith, James says, it's impossible to please God. So the foundation is so important that we came here and you've come here and be a part of this church based on the word of God and then you're growing in your faith. And so God always uses faith. You just look all through the Bible, all the stories, if you will, are the, in the Bible. God uses people's strong, strong faith. And God is doing that here. I want you to listen to this passage of Scripture. You may want to write it down because this is very, very important to this message. Listen to Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. Colossians chapter 2, verse 6 and 7. Listen to what he says. Paul writes, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, you were birthed into the family, you were born again. As you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him, rooted and built up in Him. That's the foundation. You got saved, you begin to grow, you're rooted and built in the Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch this. And established in the faith. So once you have that foundation of Christ, you're birthed into the family, you've been born again, next you have to have be established in the faith. Now what does that mean? It means you must grow in your faith. You've got to grow in your faith. You can't stay the way that you are. You've got to keep growing. You've got to challenge yourself. You've got to really have a heart to grow. James Merritt said one time, we have as much as Jesus as we want. Now think about that statement. We have as much of Jesus as we want. Why does one person grow a lot more than the other? Because they want Jesus more. They're hungry for it. They just grow more. A student that excels is in the books. They're, they're growing. And it's exciting to watch this. It's, I'm, it's just exciting where you've come from when you first launched at the high school there at Elkmont to see where you are today. Now you've got this nice facility just look at what God's already done. He's growing this church, but he's doing that because he's growing each one of you individually as members of Lindsay Lane North. I love watching people grow. I remember watching Will and Emily. They came to Lindsay Lane, and uh, I knew Will had a great voice. I checked him out when we hired him, called him, but, man, I just began to watch him grow personally as a Christian, and then Miss Emily supporting him, and, and now little Rachel. You know, they got a family. They're growing their family. And Alan, oh, my word. When I interviewed Alan, now, Rebecca was with him, but she was only 19 years old. I mean, some of our students were almost older than her. Anyway, I said, oh, my word, what are we doing? But anyway, Alan had a heart. He had a passion. And now they got three children. And now he's pastoring a church. And I've got to see that. 
See, I've got to see that. This young man and had this young bride and watch them grow up in the church and now they have children of their own and I've seen the maturity of Alan in his preaching, his leadership. And you're going to get to see that. In my 28 years, I've got to see so many people grow in the Lord and how God has used them with their faith. And you're going to get to witness that too. You've gotten in on the foundation here and you've gotten on the ground floor per se. And you're going to get to see this church just blossom and bloom. People are going to come in, but you're going to get to see them baptized. You're going to hear testimonies. You're going to see all of that because you grow a church by faith. It's not about the crowd. It's about the faith. It's not about your seating capacity. It's about your ascending capacity. How are you going to get outside these walls and let God use you? You're already doing that. You're already in the community. You're letting God use you in missions. And as soon as this dead gum COVID gets out of here, we're going to be able to do a lot more, right? And so it's not stopping the church. It's not, it may stifle for a while, but it's not going to stop the church. And so we're growing the church. You're growing this church by faith. And I just want to commend you for that. I really do. And it's been an awesome thing. You know, when you talk about faith, my wife and I shared this in the early service. My wife and I got married at a young age. Real young, too young probably. We got married at a young age, and neither one of us was in church. We weren't even Christians. In the first five years of our marriage was really bad. I mean, we were partying on the weekends, and, you know, we had good families and all of that, but we were just living for ourselves, and our marriage began to go down the tube, and we talked about getting a divorce and all of that, and had a little girl during that time. Haley was born, and then Patsy got saved. She was going to church. She said, I'm going to start going to church. She got saved. And I've seen Jesus in her life. I've never seen really somebody that professed to be a Christian that really lived it like she did in front of me. And I gave her hell. I gave her a rough time. I really did. She hung in there. She was going to church. She said, I got saved. Here's what she told me. She said, Dusty, I love you, but I turned you over to Jesus. And she did. She began to pray for me, quit nagging me. She just quit nagging me about it. She just said, I love you and I pray for you. Had every reason to leave me, but she didn't. But anyway, I share that to say this. I saw her faith. I saw her faith, not in a church, not in any person, but the person of Jesus Christ. And then my life ran amok. I was suicidal. I was a compulsive gambler going to take my life. My life and spiraled out of control. And she knew it. She prayed for me. And at 3 o'clock in the morning, on October the 30th, 1979, I went in my closet. I began to just cry, weep. And I cried out to God. I said, God, save me, save me. And he did. He changed my life. And Patsy came in that closet, put her arms around me. We prayed. And just All I was saying is, God, save me. I came out of that closet, a new husband, a new dad, and a Christian. And God has never been the same. It's been an awesome journey. And what happened? It wasn't that I, I wasn't baptized. I wasn't a member of the church, but I was saved. Because I knew I had cried. I was baptized by the Holy Spirit of God right there in my closet. I couldn't wait to get baptized in the water. But I was a Christian. I say that to say this. We didn't have the proper foundation. We didn't even have the proper faith. But once we met Jesus, he established the foundation not only of our faith, but of our marriage. You know why a lot of marriages aren't making it today? Because they don't have a proper foundation. They're building their marriage on love and this and that and a new home and a job and all that stuff. And all that stuff begins to crumble. By the fact, it'll fade away. Even your beauty will fade. 
I know that's sad news for some of you, but I'm telling you, even your beauty. You know, you wonder why people don't make it. This beauty. Think about uh, Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston. I mean, why would anybody divorce Jennifer Aniston? I just can't believe that. <laughs> wow. But your beauty. Now, some of you younger, y'all probably don't know what I'm talking about, but most of you do. See, beauty even fades. And if you don't have the proper foundation and the proper faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm telling you, your house is going to come tumbling down. It's like the wolf and the three little pigs. One little pig built his house on the house of straw, and the big bad wolf came and blew it down. And one built his house on the wood, and the big bad wolf came and blew it in. And the third one built his house of bricks. He built on the right foundation, built it strong, and the wolf huffed and puffed, but he couldn't blow his house down. And Satan's going to come after you. He's going to come at you. He's going to blow at your house. He's going to blow at your life. And for some of you, your marriages, he's going to blow them in. If you don't have the proper foundation and you don't have the proper faith, you're a bullseye for Satan. And he's also a bullseye for Satan in the church. If you don't have the proper foundation on the Word of God, not on the crowd, and you don't have a proper faith, you're not growing, you're not maturing, you're just a spectator, you just fill in the chair. You've got to grow. You've got to mature. Patch and I, marriage matured because we matured. And we grew in the Lord. And this church is growing in the Lord. That brings me to number three. You've got to have a, pro- a strong foundation, a strong faith. But you also got to have a strong future. And I'm telling you, this church has a strong future. I mean, you just think about it. It's really remarkable that already you've reached so many people in the, in the infant stage that you're in. You're really still in a, and for most churches, you're still in a honeymoon stage. I mean, you're still a new church, but look how you're growing. It's because Alan is preaching the Word of God, and you're getting out in the community, and all of you have caught the vision, and you're involved in your church. You're connected to Christ in the church, and you're letting Him grow you and mature you and disciple you. And as you begin to grow individually, this church will grow as well. You've got to ask yourself this question. If every member of Lindsay Lane North was like me, what would the church look like? That's a good question, isn't it? So you've got to grow personally as a member of the body of Christ. Then the membership begins to grow. You begin to feed off of each other or really nurture each other. It's an awesome thing to watch the church grow as individuals grow in the Lord. So God's given you a great future. Who knows what's going to happen? You know, I asked myself this question and a lot of times at Lindsay Lane when I was pastor. Where is Lindsay Lane going to be five years from now? And we began to plan and have vision. So I ask you this question, Lindsay Lane North. Where will Lindsay Lane North be five years from now? And the next question is this one. Where will you be five years from now? What's going to happen in your life? Are you growing? Are you maturing? Do you have a strong faith? Do you have a strong foundation? If not, work on that. Let the Lord have that, those areas, those issues, those things in your life that you've been selfish with maybe, or maybe it's all been about you. Get Christ in your life. Get Him in your marriage. Get Him in your, in, in your job, in your career. All about Him. And He'll bless you, and you'll have a strong future. And I'm telling you, God wants to do that for you. I want to give you this verse of Scripture. It's found in Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13. One of my favorite passages of Scripture. 
Jeremiah says, to the Lord said to him, I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me and I will listen to you and you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Again, you got as much as Jesus as you want. If you want more, go deeper. Get more in the Word. Get more in your prayer life. Commit your marriage to Him. Commit your life to Him. Commit your children to Him. Commit your parents to Him. Pray for your parents. Pray for your children. Let your faith grow. And when that begins to happen, this church begins to grow. It's a beautiful thing because you are the church. You are the church. And so just don't rely on Alan and rely on the staff to go, well, feed me, feed me. You know, grow in the Lord. Feed yourself. That's why Paul gave the analogy of the milk and the meat. You know, immaturity is when, when you have to be fed all the time yourself. But when you're on the meat, it means you begin to nurture yourself and you begin to get in the Word yourself. See, that's the difference. And so I pray you'll continue to grow. It, uh, Lindsay Lane is a multi-generational church. The East, uh, the East Campus is, the main campus, and so is this one. You're a multi-generational. That means you have little children here. I thank God. I was just watching earlier, all the people coming in. You've got a lot of children here already. Amen? That's the future. You know why, a lot of, you know why, this, church, you know why this church died? There was nobody behind them. I mean, I talked to the pastor about it. He told me the same thing. They had a hall, right through those doors, there was a little hallway. He said, this is all of our members. This was a, the members we had on the board, all that. And every one of them had died. He said, we had no children. We had no, none of their kids came. And so you're blessed to have these children. That's the future. One of the reasons I retired, be honest with you, I'm just sharing my heart. One of the reasons I retired was I want to reach the next generation. And I felt like they needed a black-headed preacher to do it. <laughs> And so I was preaching, I feel as strong as I ever have, but I just felt like it was time to let the Lord continue to move and reach people for Christ. And Andy John's doing an awesome job, and Alan and Heath, these guys, it's just the vision is coming to fruition. And so, but we're all part of that. Please understand, you're part of this church. You're part of it. You are the church. So take that personally and grow with that. And commit yourself to be discipled and mature as a Christian, and God will help you. You've got a great future ahead of you. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what God continues to do with Lindsay Lane Noah. I want to pray for you, and, uh, and I just thank God for you allowing me to be here today. I thank Alan for asking me, and I'm praying for you. And uh, this staff, I know this staff here in Allen, they'll help you any way they can. And so if you'll just be willing to grow and commit, God's going to do great and mighty things. As Jeremiah said, you've never seen before. Amen? Let's pray together. Father, thank you. Thank you for who you are. And I thank you for what you are, Lord. You're our creator. You're our God. You made us. And Lord, you put us here on this earth for a reason. And then, Lord, you sent Jesus Christ to die in our place for our sin that we might have everlasting life. And, Lord, there's many people who need to hear that. They need to know that Jesus is the answer to all of their issues, their problems. They can turn it over to him. 
And so, Lord, I'm praying right now. There's anyone watching my live stream or anyone in this room right now that needs Jesus, that, Lord, they'll make that decision today. They have a, there's a Connect card in the bulletin. They can fill that out. They can go to the Next Step table in the back after this service. And I'll be glad to talk with them or any of these others would. There's a, st- a table back there. They can talk to someone. Maybe they're looking for a church family. If I was in this community, I'd be joining this church. This is a good church. And I pray for those who are contemplating uniting with this church. Maybe some want to join today. They can simply do that by going back to the table and say, hey, I want to be a part of this church. And so, Lord, we know we're in this COVID season. Uh, Lord, if someone wants to come forward or talk to me, I'll be glad to do that or any of these. But, Lord, we'll be in the back. And so, uh, Lord, we just pray for this great church. I thank you for Alan. I pray for him and Rebecca and their family. That you'll give healing to their, uh, this COVID, Lord. We pray for our nation. God, we got election coming up. It's a crucial, crucial election in our, in our world today, in our nation. God, I pray. I pray for our leadership. I pray for your will to be done. God, we need you. And I thank you for this great church. Bless it, Lord. Use it for your kingdom glory. And Lord, those who need to make any type of decision, I want to especially pray for them today. And Lord, we'll be back in the back to greet them. Lord, we love you. We praise you and give you glory in Jesus' name.